I'm Chanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Blue Wire. Three on the way! Yes! Paul George nails it! For the win! Curry, way down to fires Dunks and Discourse, episode 57. Uh, the Hilton Armstrong edition. We're going to have to think of a new gimmick. We're going to have to think of our like 60th. I think when we get to 60, Jabari should change it to like, our 60th ranked movies on the movie list or something. I, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. Because, yeah, at a certain point, it just gets silly. Until we we're, get to, like, what, 73 with Rodman? Yeah, we're, we're running a little deep. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're running a little deep. You know what? There's some pep in my step today, though. Man, I, and, and I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, it's too soon for basketball. Players could get injured. There's too much happening in the world. I'm so happy that we got some news, that some things are happening. Season's come back. I will not bury the lead this week behind, you know, political talk, COVID talk. We're not going to do that. We're going to get right to it. Russell Westbrook um, has allegedly asked out of, uh, of Houston. That's Sham Sharania from The Athletic reporting that. Uh, what are your immediate thoughts there, Jabari? Duh, of course. Like, okay, so remember, like, after they were knocked out, I think we even discussed it on the show. We went back and forth that, like, would they blow it up? Would they break it up? What would that look like even if they could, you know, even if they wanted to? You know, who's going to take Westbrook's contract? And I think we even jokingly said, like, the Knicks, because, of course, it always comes back to the Knicks. But, uh, yeah, no, my first reaction is, you know, much like you, while... Both things can be true in terms of them coming back early. We can also still be happy about it and and and, and, and be guilt free about it because we're we're being upfront. So I'm ha- I'm happy we have this news. Uh, I'm very interested. Did you see the list that he put out there? Uh, I I don't think that was a real tweet. Oh, okay. And, and I think it was from like a Bulls or Bucks uh, troll account, like Nihilus Bucks, who actually has some really funny tweets. But I I haven't seen the list from from anyone else. So. And you know what? It's good that it, 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 it's just perfect timing on that. I always have to remind myself of, one, you're going to have people that are out there just being funny uh, or, or, or clowning. You're going to have, two, people out there actively looking to deceive. And, three, other people actively looking to deceive, uh, namely players and agents. So you kind of sometimes when it comes to these rumors, take it with a grain of salt. Or sometimes, it, you, know, they, you know, I guess it's uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, and, and – like, I did think, same as you, I mean, we did have the conversation that, like, maybe Houston should be trading both Harden and Westbrook for what they could get and, and really jump at this rebuild. And, like, fans fans are going to blame ownership for being cheap. But, like, the reality is this team had a lot of chances, man. And mm-hmm. um, they're not getting any younger. But I, I don't think Russ, like, I don't know if Russ understands, like, and maybe this is sounding condescending. Like, they're... The Lakers are probably not making room for Russell Westbrook. The Lakers probably don't have pieces for Russell Westbrook. Like, there's nothing the Bucks could give the Rockets that they're going to be excited. Like, there's no future player asset there that they're like, yeah, that's the piece we want. Russell Westbrook, like, might want out. What surprises me is that him and Harden, and I mean, it was reported earlier in the day that Harden 
um, had talked to management as well, and he was a little iffy with how things were going. Um, I think that's been, um, you know, debated now. And Kelly Iko of the Athletic has has reported that uh, Harden is actually loyal to the Rockets. But at the end of the day, I am surprised that they maybe wanted out because, um, man, like Russ might be on his way to like Orlando. Or, or New York, and and do you really want to play the last year or two of you being an all-star in that situation? Because I think that's what's next for us. Orlando, no. Maybe New York, and I know that sounds crazy because, you know, we're talking about the Knicks, we're talking about an organization, and you know, normally, this is where I would preface it with, hey, no disrespect, Knicks fans, look, y'all know the deal. We're talking about an organization that has been a, you know, a joke for quite some time, but maybe the appeal of the market and, and, and the appeal of the new regime in particular is something that, you know, something that, that would be attractive to Russ. Maybe. Like, yeah. it's almost... You know, you don't want to spank a player for being honest, but if Russ hopped on the mic and was like, hey, I don't think there's a situation where I could win a championship. I'm, I'm happy just play in the New York market with no fans and make a few extra ad dollars and, mm-hmm. you know, make some Bleacher Report highlights. He'd get killed for saying that, too. And yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just, like, obviously he's walked this out if it's reached the point where he's reporting he's asking for a trade. But, like, this hope... You know, and I saw another report today. I don't know if it's true. Fred Van Fleet apparently was like, "Now that I want a championship, it's time to cash in." And like real talk, fair enough, Fred Van Fleet. But like, uh-huh. Russ is a guy where you're like, man, your legacy. And and these guys do care. It's not like they don't care. Like if Russ doesn't win a title, he's not going to be remembered fondly, man. I don't. I don't think history is going to be particularly kind to Russell Westbrook unless there's like a really happy second act here. But wait a second. When you say that, what do you mean? You're not saying like he's not going to make the basketball Hall of Fame, right? You're not. Saying no, 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 no. I'm just talking about like the conversations people were having three years ago about like where is he in the top ten all-time point guard list? Like, mm-hmm. how far away is he from Steph Curry? Like th- those conversations are dead. Like, yeah, yeah, they've been dead. But like any chance he has of like really having his name up there, up there, is gone if he goes and wastes away in New York for three years. Like, even even Jason... Like, Russ has more in the tank right now than Jason Kidd did when he went to Dallas. But he played yes. a strong role on the Dallas team, and, and people cite him for that title all the time. You know, like, I, I know winning's not everything. I'm not trying to say that it is, but, like, calling it, throwing in the towel in your career, man, it, it, that's a tough call. Yeah, it, it is. And, and you know, I'll, of course, you know, for, you know, for the record, all this is speculation. It's not like Russ has come out and said that, yes, I would be willing to go to, you know, go to New York or anything like that. But you're right. You know, uh, the narrative does matter. These It does matter to these guys, which is understandable. It would matter to me if I were, you know, if, if I were you know, a, a great player or just even just a, a, a run-of-the-mill player. So I get that. Um, I, you know, I, I guess we're really going to have to wait and see. But, well, here's the thing. You also meant you kind of alluded to this on the timeline. At what point, and look, I know Houston fans and you know Harden fans in particular are going to say that we're just hating, but let's be real about this. Sometimes you have to be honest. At what point do you, you know, does it matter that other stars, several times over, what two, three, you know, two or three different stars have said, okay, this I want to come and play with Houston, you know, come and play with Harden in particular, and then when they get there, they say, oh yeah, maybe not so much. Yeah. At it, what it, point? At what point do we look at Harden and say like, yeah, that might be the no, that is the issue. And I've, I've been here before, and I'm here again today, and, like, Houston fans think I have it out for Harden, which, I mean, whatever. Like, but the, but the reality is, man, like, Dwight Howard went there, and, and a lot of these fans are young on, on the time, and I didn't even remember. 
Like, yeah. Howard went there. He was still an all-NBA level player that first season. Mm-hmm. Okay? He was the best player on the Rockets in that first series they played together against Portland. You know, mm-hmm. like... He dominated. He, Dwight was still Dwight. And then they said, Dwight, all we want you to do is pick and roll. We're not posting you up anymore. We're not going to let you crash. We want you to clear out. We want you to pick and roll. Or we want you to get out of the way. And I'm sorry, man. It's not just Hassan Whiteside. It's not just Dwight Howard. There are a lot of guys in the NBA who want to be involved. And that just didn't yeah. work for Dwight. And and Dwight's been a shithead, and he's had his moments. So I'm not saying he was peachy keen. And I think everyone everyone gave him a pass. Even when that story broke about how like Harden and Dwight weren't even eating with their teammates, and they had like mm-hmm. a start. Like everyone gave Harden a pass. He was young. Dwight's you know the loose cannon. Fine. Chris Paul gets there. This is this team almost took out a dynasty level team. If Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, we don't know. Chris Paul said after two years, he's like, you know what? Like the system needs to change. Like. And this, we're talking about, like, maybe the smartest NBA player to ever play the game. You know, like, we, we, we're talking about one of the three or four best point guards to ever play the game. And he was like, you know what, we were this close, but this system just, like, it, it doesn't work. Stand and watch Harden doesn't work. He's gone. Okay? They bring in Russell Westbrook. And what Russell Westbrook did nothing. He did absolutely nothing that Daryl Morey was, you know, hanging his hat on. He didn't mm-hmm. space the floor. He didn't add any gravity to the floor. He didn't D up. He couldn't switch multiple positions on defense. But he was like, you know what? James and Russ, they vibe. He's a high-end talent. I'm gonna I'm gonna risk my future for first round picks, and I'm gonna hang my hat on the fact that that Russ and James are buddies and they have this relationship, and I'm gonna figure it out. And, man, like, they got maybe six, seven weeks of Russ being pretty damn good in the regular season and nothing else. And now this guy's, you know, he's asking for a trade. And he is saying, he's like, I, I don't have faith in the team's accountability and culture. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, he could be talking about ownership dollars. But I think more, more than anything, he's like, this just isn't working. And that's yep. three stars in five years to say, hey, this isn't going to go. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, like, this isn't to say, and neither one of us, obviously, neither one of us is saying that James Harden isn't a supremely talented player, one of the more gifted offensive players that we've seen, especially over the last 25 years. So it's not taking anything away from that, but sometimes, you know what? As funny as it was when he said it, you know, and I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring up the Kobe quote, you know, rest in peace to him. But when he straight out said, like, this all looks good, but you're not gonna win that way, and everybody made fun because it was like Kobe saying this. He knew of all people. Yeah, he was the one that was qualified to say that. He was the one. He was the one that was keeping it real, and that's the truth. Like, yes, things could have gone differently over the last few years, and like you said, they could have you know taken out an all-time great team, but they didn't, and it simply didn't work. And honestly, ultimately. When we look back, we're not going to go back down and say, like, oh, this year this was the case and this year. We're just going to say he never got it done. Kind of like, you know, kind of like the conversation that we started this you know podcast off about Russell Westbrook. It's going to be the same, you know, with Harden. We're going to give him more credit in terms of, you know, you know uh, 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 especially because some of the numbers he's going to end up putting up, you know, by the end of this thing. But, ulti- but ultimately, if, if he doesn't get it done, he doesn't get it done. And, and to be honest, like... Someone asked me earlier today, like, is is there a playoff team that gets significantly better with Russell Westbrook? And we played, I like Orlando, maybe Indiana, like maybe Indiana, like Russ was probably better than what they got out of Depot. Um, there were not a lot of teams that that get better with Russell Westbrook. Like someone threw out yesterday, they were like, what about Montrez Harrell sign and trade, um, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams? Like they basically reversed the the uh, Paul trade yeah. for Russ. 
That was Ty Windish, by the way. Yeah. Was that Ty Windish? Yeah. And and I was just like, you know what, man? Like, I don't know if the Clippers get better because you have to trust that Russ is creating efficiently enough that it that it makes sense for you to lose on defense, to have a guy that doesn't compete on defense, and a guy that's going to take 15, 20 shots away from Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I just, yeah. you, you know, like Jason Maple said today on the time, like, if you have championship aspirations, Russell Westbrook shouldn't be on your team. And, and I kind of think that's where we are, man. I don't, I don't know that there's a team right now where Russell Westbrook goes and starts and plays Russell Westbrook ball and they're competing for a title. It's going to sound stupid, especially because, you know, it, it's going to sound like an oil and water situation. You got to get Russ with a coach like Pop or someone that he's going to at least respect. Like, I, I, I know it, it, this is not a Mike D'Antoni shot. This isn't. Because I, it, it none of his coaches. I don't, I don't think he's had any respect for any of his coaches. And when I say that, I mean, obviously, he's, you know, he does what you know, he does what they ask him to do. Just like James Harden, you know, for the most part, does what they ask him to do. But what I, what I mean by have respect for is like, okay, I will subjugate my game for the betterment of the team specifically because you say it's better. I don't think you've gotten that from him. Just like I don't think you've ever gotten that from James Harden. Well, spe- specifically with the Rockets. With the Rockets, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because of course, pr- you know, prior to yes, he was doing that, which is why you know, which is why you know, I thought he was going to be you know, an all-time great. But anyhow, um, I-, I would like to see him matched up with a coach that I- that honestly he would, what maybe respect isn't the right word. That a coach that he would buy into, fully buy into. I don't think Pop's that guy. Like I, I just don't I think Pop's that guy. Um, I'm not going to do that conversation today, but Pop is not, in my opinion, I don't think Pop's the guy people think Pop is. And I don't think, similar to Phil Jackson a few years ago, I'm not sure that he vibes with this next generation of players. Mm. And, you know, he, he's had the inside track to Team USA. He's yeah, the inside true. track to Team USA. He's made a lot of decisions um, that I don't think have been positive ones. He's had a lot of head scratchers the last few years. And, uh, you know, I'm going to leave it there. But I, I don't, to your point, I don't think Pop's that guy. All right, what about what about him with a guy like Stan Van? Stan Van Gundy? Mm-hmm. Maybe. But like Especially if you're trying, since they're, if you're trying tra- get, they're, they're trying to get rid of Drew. But if you're trading out Drew, why are you bringing in Russ? Mm, that's true. That's if, you, true. If, you're, if you're trading out Drew to let the young guys play and do some different things and clear some cap space, like you're not bringing in Russ. You, you know what the unfortunate thing is? I, what I'm actively trying to do is find a location for him that would make, you know, that would make the most sense. Specifically because I like, you, you know that I've always been a Russ guy. But like, for instance, somebody asked me on the timeline today, like, hey, you want him to Lakers? Like, no, no, no. I love Russ. I want to I want to love him from afar. I, I think <laughs> he's had some of the more memorable games I've ever watched. You know, I, I, his triple-double seasons... I am in the camp that thinks those were amazing and incredible. Mm. And if you know if it was so easy, why didn't other guys do it? Exactly. Um, I think he deserved his MVP, but he's just fallen off a hill. And yep. and Dwayne Wade got to this point too, where like mm. if you can't shoot a jumper, um, mm. and your knees don't don't bounce like these to bounce, so like it's tough. It's it's tough, man. And like at least Wade still played D. And, and Russ is not he's not a defensive guy. And I I don't know. But I think the more interesting question here is Harden because. Man, I have been playing with Harden trades like this whole offseason. Like every three days, <laughs> I've been throwing out a Harden trade. Man, I threw out like every th- I threw out like Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, and like mm-hmm. over fifty percent of people thought Boston said no. I threw out Jamal Murray and Will Barton. Over fifty percent of people said Denver said no. And then today, I threw out like a poll. I was like, okay, like maybe I just got this wrong. Like maybe people are further down on Harden than I thought. So I threw a pool. I was like, you know, focusing on age. Joel Embiid's twenty six. James Harden's thirty one. You know, if, if you know Harden costs more money, um, you know who's who has more trade value right now. Who has more valuable? 
mm-hmm. and there's like 90% hard and 10% a beat. Like he he is such a tough and and this is a, it's again it's a testament to how he plays basketball because people know like we know that he's a top 4 or 5 talent in the league. Like people mm-hmm. just can't do the shit he can do. And even at 31, he's been pretty durable. He's not a guy that's been banged up. He doesn't rely heavily on getting up in the air um, or beating you off the dribble with speed. So, like, his game should age well. Also, he shoots the lights out. But, man, like, nobody wants to actually trade their pieces for him because it's tough. You got like you got to change everything. You got to change your whole identity. And, like, we have not seen Harden be willing to change. And, like, I think that the majority of people don't think he would because otherwise he'd be winning those polls. Okay, so I'm, I was thinking, sitting there thinking, like, how can I word this so it's not just crude? But remember when the prevailing thought was you don't want to get you don't want to get with the hot girl, you don't want to get with the hot guy because once you're with them, it's like oh, it's kind it's kind of like those portraits that they're beautiful from afar, but the closer you get to it, the more of a nightmare it is. I kind of see that with Harden. Like he's great, he's incredible. If he's not playing on my team, I can watch it and appreciate it for what it is. But honestly, if he has the same, ex- if he continues to roll with the same exact mindset, the same exact approach, and the same exact, you know, you know, with the same exact, uh, you know, outcome, I, I just wouldn't want it on my team. I just wouldn't. Like so, honestly, because your for one, your margin for error is is you know is is significantly smaller, and also. Trying to find the pieces around him that one fit his game exactly the way he wants it to fit, and two are willing to completely subjugate themselves in you know for you know for his betterment. That's just in today's NBA. I don't think I just don't think you find that. And and, and I mean to your point earlier, like that we're not going to go back playoff run through playoff run and talk about all the circumstances. I don't even think Houston fans want that because this playoff run, man, there were games where like Tucker and Gordon and Covington. Like, they, they looked like they were the best players on the floor in some of these playoff games. Mm-hmm. And Harden had some disappearing, you know, playoff games, per usual. You know, we're not going to, like, they don't want to go back and talk about them losing to the Spurs with Kawhi out. They don't want to go back and talk about losing to the Warriors with Curry out. Like, they don't want to have those conversations. And, like, again, I'm not trying to smack James Harden. And I, I, I think, again, he could be a championship player on a championship team, but he's got to change his game a little bit. And I, I've honestly racked my brain the last two weeks. I don't know where I would want him. Like, I don't know, for me as a fan who would just love to see, like, a team be absolutely maximized with James Harden, I don't know what that team is. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Shout out to our guy, Roosh Williams, by the way. I actually felt for him because, you know, I like to get the jokes off. You like to get the jokes off. I like I like him a little bit more, probably. Um, and, I, and, and, in fact, I, I enjoy trolling other fans, specifically the ones that have trolled me for the past few years. I felt guilty. When I saw him kind of putting it out there on the timeline that he just kind of like came to the conclusion like it, it it's over. Then this this was before any of the stuff came out this afternoon. This was like this morning. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw him saying it too. And Rush is one of the good ones, man. Rush yeah. is one of the, the good Rockets fans. Um there's actually a fair bit of news though, so like let, let's get off the Rockets pot for a sec. Um <clears throat> Drew Holiday, rumored number six pick um to Atlanta. So that apparently that's something that's been discussed. Some sort of deal around Drew for that number six pick. If this happened, and I just, I love this. I checked, like, the second half, and I was like, was it six or seven? Man, Drew Holiday was traded for the number six overall pick and a future first seven years ago <laughs> to New Orleans. That six, uh-huh. six overall pick became New Orleans Noel. Obviously, we know the Pelicans got the better end of that deal. Um, I don't know if that's ever happened before. I would, If anyone knows, tweet me. Because has anyone ever been traded for the same pick twice? 
That's a tough one. I mean, especially like seven years, like testament to Drew that yeah. he was worth the number six overall pick at twenty three, and he's worth it again at thirty because that is that's cool, man. That's a cool stat. It absolutely is. Um, I, it, funny enough, so I saw that being discussed. So here's my question: Is that Atlanta? Basically saying, Trey, we're going to get you to the playoffs no matter what? Or is that Atlanta saying, like, we're going to fake the funk and then, you know, buy him out down the stretch? So, no, I think that's them. Okay, so rumor mill last year was that Trey was unhappy already in year two. Mm-hmm. And I kind of four, pissed four all game, over Four games into year two, sorry. We, we pissed all over that because, like, whatever, man, you're a sophomore. This is the NBA. Um but, like, I have heard that it was, like, a significant amount of frustration. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's the, the pot is boiling there enough that, like, bad things could apparently happen. So I think Atlanta's in panic mode. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just putting, like, I'm just reading the tea leaves a little bit here, but this is the time where I think Atlanta could do something really stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll trade X amount of picks, Herder, Reddish, whoever we have um, to try to get to the playoffs because we want to keep Trey happy. That's a da- that's a dangerous that's a dangerous game for a year yeah, three player that you should have you know five years of team control with. So um, I think Drew though, in, like Drew has been talked about to a lot of teams. He's been talked about to Denver, to Dallas, and to all these teams. I actually think Drew and Trey fit fit really well on paper. Mm-hmm. Like Drew guards the bigger guard. He he gives them all that support defensively. He's a good secondary playmaker. When Trey goes to the bench, he can run the offense. Um, Trey's shooting opens things up for Drew. Like I think they're a really great fit. But the fact that this is being discussed, I think Atlanta, you know, don't don't get too excited here because I don't see a situation where Atlanta's so good next year that they're beating, you know, Boston. They're beating Milwaukee. They're beating all these other teams that think they're in the title race next year. So just Careful how far out the plank you walk here, Atlanta. And you know what sucks about that? If they if they do go this route, which I agree with you, I think they are. Uh, it's not it's not like it's going to satiate anything because you know like so say you know say they get to the first round, get blown, get the you know the doors blown off, do the same thing again next you know again next year, he's still going to be you know, talking about leaving. Like, yeah, that, that that's that, that's the that's the really rough part about you know certain the, markets. The rub is you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't because. Yes. What are they going to do? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep it moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you to the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer anywhere, anywhere available. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get, you get in on every possible chance to win this season. 
From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Um, Kevin O'Connor reported that the Timberwolves are attempting to acquire a second lottery pick and have also talked to the Hawks about number six in a deal that could include Jarrett Culver and number 17. Any strong feelings here? Not particularly, but, you know, um, I, look, I think, My- Denver, I think Denver's on the rise. They've, you know, they, you know, they, they clearly showed that this year. Uh, so anything they can do to continue to solidify themselves. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Minnesota. Sorry. Oh, Minnesota. Timberwolves. Okay, my- my bad, yeah. my bad. Culver, um, Culver. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, not really. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know how I feel about you know how I feel about Minnesota. I, the, I, I, I gotta see it first. But the thing is, like, I don't think the like the Timberwolves who who got D'Lo, who know they got to figure things out with Cat because you know similar situation except he's further along. I don't think they're trying to trade up for six to be like, yeah, we're going to draft two young guys that we we really believe in Obi Toppin and Lamelo Ball, and we're going to add them to this core. No, I, I, I think it's like they're talking about Beal, they're talking about somebody, maybe they're talking about Harden. You know, like, now maybe they're that, trying to make... That would I, be interesting. I don't think you're trading to, to add another pick to this draft because there's two guys you're stoked about with the way that everyone has talked about this draft. I think they're, you know, trying to acquire picks to trade for someone. So that's interesting because Minnesota's a team that's got to make a move. Minnesota's got to do something this decade or we got to move them to Seattle or Vancouver. Outside of Harden, is there a is there a third guy that honestly makes them an actual playoff contender? Uh, out of Be- outside of Beal and Harden. Okay, Beal. I, I I could see Beal doing that as well. Although their defenses still suck. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know who else is out there. Like, there's always like a surprising deal. You know, I mean, a lot's happening. Things are flipping so quick. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't even get the news and something just happens because everything's yeah. happening so fast. I mean, we're five days away from the draft. Then we've got, you know, free agency and everything opening. I, like, it's going to go quick. Yeah. No. Um, DeMar DeRozan, free agent. <laughs> uh, Vegas thinks he's going to the Pistons. Everywhere I look to place bets, not that, you know. These are the smartest of wagers. I see Pistons, 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 Pistons. Derek Rose, DeMar DeRozan, and Blake Griffin on the 2021 Pistons um, are not what you think, not what you would have thought DeMar DeRozan, Derek Rose, and Blake Griffin in 2011 would have looked like on a team. Uh, yeah, I got to be honest with you, Mike. Like, the first thing I thought was, and, and honestly, I will preface this with no disrespect, Pistons fans, because, like, yo, we got some, we got some, we got some listeners that are Pistons fans that uh, all love, but why there? Like, what, like, you know, what, what is the appeal? Like, to, to, to get to potentially, if you stay healthy, if all three of you guys stay healthy, maybe a first round team that can sneak it, sneak into the second round? Maybe? Like, depending upon the matchup? I don't know. To you, know, to me, and I, well, maybe it's simply a matter of get me the hell out of San Antonio, and I'll and I'll wherever whomever will you know will pay me the money that I want you know to uh, to make as well as give me at least an opportunity to make the playoffs. I'll go there. I I think actually it's the it's the opposite. I think San Antonio is like we're not paying you. We know 
We know that you, as the guy, were not winning. It's just not happening. You know, writing's on the wall with Pop. Aldridge is spent. We're not going to do it. Well, and, I mean, honestly, San Antonio's plan, you know, to, to center themselves around uh, DeMar and, you know, LaMarcus. Come on, like that. <laughs> well, I, I, the mid-range into mid-range was never going to work. <laughs> uh, no. But you know what, like... Two things. Um, also, just really quick note: Tim Duncan is apparently stepping away from his full-time coaching job. Which shouts to Tim because, like, huh. sc- screw trying to be an NBA coach in in COVID when you already have a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, <laughs> that's a really good point. You're sit already your a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. Sit, in your, sit in your mansion, do whatever you want, keep training in MMA. Um, I think Demar Derozan is like yes, and if he goes and takes the money in Detroit. Detroit wants to pay him $30 million to go be in Detroit. Like, get your money to Mar. No doubt. But I think he could actually have a really interesting second chapter of his career. You know, Andre Iguodala, okay, mm-hmm. granted, like, very good defender, but couldn't shoot a lick, okay? Good secondary playmaker, could play a couple positions, um, attack the rim. You know, finals MVP on a championship team, took less, okay? DeMar DeRozan, very good playmaker. He's become, you know, like the, the Spurs ran their offense through him. He he has become an excellent creator of the offense. Mm-hmm. He played some power forward for the Spurs, okay? If DeMar wanted to take that 10 to $15 million range, even for a year, he could go to a team like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, the Heat, whoever. Pacers. And I, I think he could have a fantastic second half of his career as that six-man guy who he plays the 3-4, you know, in a smaller lineup, but he runs your offense. He could be competing for six-man of the year races. He could win a title. He could Maybe he could win a finals MVP. I don't know. But, like, and maybe I'm just the guy that's like, hey, I'm, I'm the romanticist NBA fan who's trying to, like, create the prettiest picture for every player on the way out. And they're like, fuck you. I'm going to take $60 million. Do you. I get that. I'm just saying, like, DeMar isn't cooked. Like, I think De- De- what DeMar could bring to a team, and I think he's more willing to accept a role like that than maybe Westbrook is, I think he could do a lot of good still. So that, that's my that's my point on DeMar. I'm going to keep it real with you. I got a twinkle in my eye, and I'm actually being serious about this. As just listening to you say positive things about DeMar, for anyone that's been listening to us, we've been talking at, we, we've been talking at one another for the past two years, You know, maybe two years and change now. This might be the first time that we've gotten that much positivity out of you, and I love it. I'm yeah. here for it. And the thing, is, the thing is, is, like, he was misunderstood, and we'll leave it at that. He's misunderstood. But, like, I still I want good things for him. He's a great guy, and he was a great ambassador for the Raptors. And, and you know, Toronto fans will never, ever forget that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what, what else, what other rumors there were this week. Uh, I saw Giannis was, is likely to sign the Supermax, which, I mean, people were like, oh, so he's going to say. That doesn't mean anything, man. Like, No. <laughs> it, it, it just means he's guaranteeing he's getting the most amount of money before he decides what he's going to do. Yeah, right. bas- basically, which which all of them do, which of course, which which. However, though, I think if you're keeping score at home and, and you're like me and you're like, who's getting Giannis down the line if he doesn't want to stay Dallas or Miami? Mm-hmm. The fact that he re-ups on the supermax now, now Milwaukee's got to say yes. He can't mm-hmm. just leave, and so is Miami willing to part with some combination of? Bam and Hero. I saw the report that they're willing to trade Hero and Giannis deal. Yeah, of course. Okay. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks. 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 <laughs> and they might not be willing to trade Bam and Hero. In, in which case, 
which I mean they should, but they might not be willing to. Which case, like Dallas, I think if they call Mark Cuban, he's like, you, how fast can I send Kristaps Porzingis to you? Not that he wants to do it, but I don't think Mark hesitates on making that that call. I think Riley hesitates, and this is one of those situations where you're like you're almost fortunate to have less young talent that you don't want to part with, mm-hmm. because they're cool. just like with the Pelicans and Lakers, like they want it all. The Pelicans I- like we we don't want to do it, but if we're gonna do it, we want it all. I, I got to keep it real with you. While yes, I could see Riley bucking. Part like part of me is like Riles, like like don't let <laughs> don't do this to yourself. You better go ahead and make that deal. Like and and this is no disrespect to Bam. I like you know like, you know I like his game. I I have Yo, so sure. much so much more appreciation for no no. But I'm gonna acknowledge something. So much more appreciation for it over the last couple of years than I had obviously in his first year in the league because I clearly did not know how good he you know he could potentially be, but. If you have the opportunity to get Giannis, man, the answer is yes. Uh, uh, the, the answer is, hey, bam, pack your bags. I'm driving you to the airport, just like Mark Cuban would do with Chris Stapps. And I mean, if you could, if you could make it happen, okay, if you could, if you could make it happen, where you had Giannis, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Kendrick Nunn, and Duncan Robinson still in house, mm-hmm. that's a nice yeah. team. Yeah. Um, just a couple quick, quick more notes, and then we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna do a quick one. We're gonna bring someone in to talk about the draft. Um, next Wednesday, we're going to go Wednesdays in the offseason. Uh, I might throw in the odd extra one here and there, but we're going to go Wednesdays. Uh, we'll bring in a draft expert next week. Um, Chris Paul, the, the rumor mill is saying Suns. Um, I love this for the Suns because it's going to take them to the next level. Like, if you think Ricky Rubio did a good job next to Devin Booker, then, like, you should definitely be stoked about having Chris Paul there. Um, I don't really love it for Chris Paul, man. I would, I would love to see, and and here I am in that same, same. I'm in my lane, man. I am who I am. I want to see Chris Paul go get one. I'd almost rather see Chris Paul go to the Lakers, almost, and just win one, <laughs> than than go to the Suns and like have a nice story about how the Suns got over the hill and he helped them. Like Chris Paul's kind of heading down that Vince Carter route, where like he's just gonna be a great vet and he's going to play at a high level as long as he can but the title is if it comes it comes if it doesn't it doesn't and uh, come on CP3 we'll get one yeah, let, let, let's be real, man. Like, like you, like you said, he's one of the top three or four, you know, you know, greatest greatest players at his position. You you never want to see that guy floundering, you know, down the stretch. Now, no disrespect, because I think that they, I you know, look, I already think you know Phoenix is going to compete, you know, for a postseason, you know, for a postseason spot this year. I'm not guaranteeing that they're going to get in, but I think they're going to compete. I think if you put Chris Paul on that team, they can compete for like a six or seven seed, much like they, much like he did with OKC this year. Um, so it so it isn't like it, it isn't like he would just be like you know like totally lost you know because depending upon the matchup in that first round you just never know. Uh, but like you, I would like to see him go to an actual contender, not a playoff contender, but a you know a title contender. Um, I do I do not know how I missed this story two years ago, but like I was just reading this before we got started today. Mm-hmm. Richard Jefferson's father, who was murdered two years ago, oh, you know what I'm talking about? I don't. I did. I actually didn't remember that. Okay, yeah, I, I, I felt like I had never heard about this. Okay, Richard Jefferson's father was murdered two years ago. Um, I guess at this point they're now saying that he might have been murdered by a gang solely because of his race. Okay, Ooh. so sadly, I mean, like, that's not a totally, like, foreign headline in the States. But Richard Jefferson actually retweeted this article and said that two years ago he actually asked to, like, throw out a reward to help incentivize the investigation, and he was told no. And now, now that they've reached this conclusion that it was like a racial murder, um, and they have no more leads, the LAPD is offering 50k uh, reward. Uh, so basically, they just 
stiff arm Richard Jefferson justice two years ago to then get nowhere and to offer probably a lesser reward today. I gotta man. be honest with you, as litigious as we are as a society, so, you know, part of me thinks like, "Hey, man, like, like, what the hell are we doing here?" Like, but hey, you know, that, that's a that's a very sad story. That is, man. I, how did that? How have I not? How did neither of us like with as much as we're here? Like, I I had not when, heard of that. Like, when did it happen? Was it you know I don't know like you know maybe something other crazy stuff was taking place you know in the world at yeah, that time. maybe it, it just uh, got put on the back burner. Or something of that nature. Crazy, yeah, but like true. with the amount of times I heard about, you know, Steve Kerr's father, how long ago was that? Like you'd think it would have come up a few more times. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's a crazy story. Like definitely look that up if you haven't. Like I'm going to have to do a little bit more looking into that myself. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say here? Uh, well, let's do what are you binging before we get out of here. Oh, that, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, to that point, like with how crazy the world is, I've been playing a lot of video games, man. The bounty, bounty system works, so <laughs> it's an option. Uh, what have you been binging this week, Jabari? Man, I, I moved last week, and again, thank you and Varun. You guys knocked it out. I, I was appreciative, you know, for, you know, for sure. So I wasn't really watching much, but if you if you paid attention at all to my timeline, you can see I start I restarted the wire. <laughs> so, oh, did you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. You know, honestly, it's one of the it, it's kind of like my comfort food, as crazy as that sounds. So yeah, that, that's really all I've been watching of late. What about you? Um, haven't been watching much the last couple of days because I got Assassin's Creed Valhalla mm. and I've been running around as a Viking killing people in England, uh, you know, raiding towns, <laughs> doing my thing, uh, trying to, trying to build some clout, trying to get some honor for the, for the clan. Um, mm. yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> That's a, that, that could be a bad sound bite out of. Out of I'm, I'm absolutely cutting that in. No, don't, don't. Um, you know what? It, it, I know you don't. You're not a big gamer, but like for people who love Assassin's Creed, I didn't really. People were asking me like, "How's this game compared to like some of the younger ones uh, or older ones, like mm. Black Sails?" And, and I didn't play a lot of the older ones. I play more video games as an, as an adult than I did as a kid, mm-hmm. um, but I, I I love it, man. I love these games. It's, it's really sick to like go out there and it's like this huge open world concept, and it is beautiful. I don't love it as much as the the previous game Odyssey, which was focused in Greece, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun fun playing it two days in. No, no, hey, no doubt. And you know, as funny as it is, like I see the commercials and I'm like, man, that that looks pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie to you. I just haven't played video games in so long that I, I don't know. I'm just washed. I think that's where it got in, man. Like I was always like a big like fantasy history fan, and like I liked Greek mythology, which is why I got into the Assassin's Creed Odyssey game. But like, video games have just come so far, and the graphics have come so far. It feels like you're watching this movie. Yes. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm part of the. To clarify, I'm part of the. I think Raven Clan is what it's called. <laughs> the the Raven, hard R A V E N. The cr- clan. The uh, the Crusty's Craven Clan, huh? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, oh god. See again. If we hadn't worked together two and a half years, like imagine this is like our second podcast. I would have been sweating buckets. Oh man, but, come on. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you, you know me. I know. I know. I know you know, and I know we know. But yeah. yeah. In, in this era, I would have been like, oh, yeah, oh, your, clan's a bad word now, even though we're talking about Vikings, you know, yeah. 900 years ago. Um, yeah, man, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, lots going on. We should have a ton to talk about next week. If it is bumping and we get some, like, crazy news, we might do a pod again on Sunday. But, man, we need we need basketball to be going, and we need movies back. Jabari, I'm missing movies. You know, it's funny as it's funny. You know, as, as much as I don't miss being actually in the theater, I do miss being able to watch a new movie. So I, I'm, I, I've come closer to your side of that conversation. 
Yeah, well, hopefully soon. I, I haven't seen Tenet yet. And I like I, I looked at movie times last week for the first time since COVID started, and it's not playing in theaters, so I'm just waiting for it to come out now, I guess. But um, yeah, hopefully movies back soon. Even though it does not appear that we are close to anything anymore, and we're going the other way here in Canada. But anyway, I digress. Hopefully, hopefully next, no matter what, next Wednesday, possibly next Sunday. Thank you as always for listening. If you haven't yet, please like, rate, subscribe, review the podcast, uh, and we'll catch you next time.